This is Robert Hoffman. And this is Chris Panico. And we are back for another episode of No Nonsense Storytime. This week, we are going to be talking about Where's Waldo slash Where's Wally by Martin Hanford. I'm very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not in England, for those who don't know. We're in America. So yep. we're going to lean into just calling it Waldo for yeah. our purposes. Uh-huh. Anyone, you know, across the pond, no <laughs> offense. Yep. It's just it's just what we know. Yeah, I, f- I found out that he actually has other names in other places, too. Whoa, really? Like, like, like a bunch of localized names. He has been called Willie, Valdick, Holger, <laughs> uh, Charlie, <laughs> That's Walter. That's Holger. <laughs> I guess not. I guess not. But Charlie, that's the French in French. He's Charlie, <laughs> not like Jacques. No, Charlie, uh, and that you know, a bunch of <laughs> Ali. He's got a bunch of them. Bunch I of weird had no ones. idea. Yeah, Vili. Vili. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, cool. A bunch of weird names uh, in okay. all different places. You know, I wasn't prepared with any extra info about the book, so I think yeah. you win this week, Bobby. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, just a, a general background on Martin Hanford. He went to art school for a few years. He found out he loved drawing these big crowd scenes, mm-hmm. you know, that he's famous for. And he did some for different companies, different publishers and stuff, just for different books and websites and all things like that. And then he just sort of had the idea to do a book where it's all these crowd scenes because he thought they were just so exciting. I agree. I love crowd scenes. There's a lot to to look at inside mm-hmm. of them. I used to, as a kid, I I would love getting crowd scene books and just look at all the different things going on in them. Yeah, I yeah. mean, each, like, one, two, maybe three people is like a whole storyline. Yeah, exactly. In one picture. Yeah. Ah, I have, I have some actually very fond memories of that. Huh, okay. It's a weirdly important thing in my childhood. I spent... More time with I Spy books. I Spy books, too. Same kind of thing. It's crowds. It's just not people. Yeah. They were just, um, they were coveted by all of the children at school. Yes. In the library, because they had a finite number of them. Yeah. So if you wanted one, you had to get in. Oh, you're bringing me back. You're bringing me back. Yeah, you'd wait, because sometimes they'd all be gone, or it would just be the ones you already got. Yeah. Which, in retrospect, like, going to the library to get an I Spy book is sort of... Not the best use of a library. Oh, disagree. <laughs> <laughs> All of the literature in the whole place. I read so much. I read cereal boxes. I read... The internet has just made us read all the time. Sometimes yeah, you just yeah. want to look at pictures. Yeah, As an adult, true. you know? But, but this was... I was in second grade. The internet was not in my hands. Were you not an adult in second grade? Were you? Not the <laughs> not, not the during first my, time. Yeah, not the first year of second grade. <laughs> but <laughs> all right, that's a lot of background about Bobby. That's a lot about me. Yeah. Anyways, he got the idea. <laughs> yeah. Martin Hanford got the idea to do this book, and then he brought it to his publisher or his uh, whoever agent. agent. I don't know. Maybe. I think his publisher. And they said, "Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's make up a little character that sort of goes around all these books." And he made up. Waldo slash Wally. Yep. Great idea. <clears throat> Great idea. Um, so I'll give you a pretty quick description. I sort of... A sure. quick summary. I got yeah. off pretty scot-free with this one. There's yeah. Not well, yeah. Much. And let, let's say before we start, we're not just doing the original 
Where's Waldo book. We're we're doing just the whole series, just the the um the lore of Where's Waldo. Right. And right. dissecting that and figuring out what exactly is going on with these characters and Yeah. So at the beginning of of every book, Waldo has a little message to the reader saying what he's doing. Sometimes he's going for um he's going around the world for hikes. Um, there's one where he's going on this quest to help the wizard find these scrolls. And he just lets you know what's going on. And he tells you about all of his friends that are with him and all of the things that they lose in every different place that they go. After that, you follow them. And one page, they're in ancient Troy. There's another page where they're somewhere totally different. And you try to find all of these different people and things within that. And that's pretty much the whole book. There's not too much more narratively. Right. That's given to us. Yep. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the moral of the story, uh, if we could find one here, <laughs> right. is that there is just so much going on all the time, all around you. There are always things happening and people doing things. I mean, like we said, you look at an illustration and there are so many stories just in this one crowd on this one page. And in real life, it's the same way. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever heard the term Sonder before? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I feel like I'm really getting that. Could you ex- you want to explain that? For yeah. The so Sonder is the word used to describe the the understanding that everyone around you is living as intricate and complex of a life as you are, where they're the main character of it. Yeah. Um, and it's something a lot of people don't think about too often right I, you can't think about it all the time right you'll just be consumed it's crazy but yeah every once in a while you know you're out driving you're out taking a walk and you just have this moment of clarity where you see a person and think huh i wonder what you know the last 30 years of their life has been right, like and yeah. what's going on now yeah um neither yeah, so, of us neither of us is 30 by the way <laughs> no, no close we're close, getting there yeah. we're getting there yeah. um Cool. So let's talk about the nonsense here. I know we mentioned number one, that there's a there's a wizard. Yeah. Like what seems to be a, a regular fantasy wizard. Yep. Did you mention all, all the characters? Uh, I didn't. That's probably a good let's, thing. To let's say. just talk about the main cast here. We've got yeah. Waldo. Right. We've got Wenda. Wenda. Who is Waldo's friend and is it's sort of like a female reimagining of Waldo. Mm-hmm. They're dressed the same way, and they do have similar interests, I guess. They both yeah, it would seem so. Travel all the time, and they wear these weird outfits and get lost. Uh, there's, what's his name? Oddwall. Oddlaw. Oddlaw, yeah. Oddlaw. I'm going to mess that one up. Yeah, Sorry. Okay. I just... think of it as like... He looks kind of like a, a burglar. Oh, like yeah, Odd yeah. Law. Law, yeah. Yeah. Odd Law. It's a good name. It's a pretty good name. Yeah. Yeah, and it's sure. Waldo backwards, and he is just the negative version of Waldo. Yeah, he's the Waluigi of this the book. The Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> Waldo, the Waldo-Ouija. The Waluigi <laughs> of this book. Then there's a dog. What's the dog? Woof is his name? I think it's Woof, yeah. He's a cute little dog, dressed the same. Go yeah. figure. And then we have just a wizard. Yeah, is it Wizard Whitebeard? Yeah, and he, yeah, and he's just a wizard. That's that's his whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many more things do you need, though, if you're a wizard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't know. It's like if I went around and said, "Oh, I'm a podcaster." Yeah, 
Is that is that what you want your idea? Your, Maybe, uh, but I feel like well, being a wizard is more all-consuming. Whatever, wizards aren't real. That's true, and that's the problem. That's here. the problem. Wizards... Let's talk about the setting first. The setting, yeah, you're right. Yep, you're the right. setting is everywhere. They literally, travel the world. Literally everywhere. And every when. Every when. Are they time travelers? Are they eternal people? What's going yeah. on there? Or Let's at least many when. We don't see them at every many point when, in yeah. time, obviously, because that's logistically ridiculous. Right. But we see them... Um, like I said earlier, in one part that looks like the Battle of Troy. Right. Um, I've seen them in castles and stuff like that. We know that they're mm -hmm. in Hollywood at some point. So. Yep. They don't exist in the same place at the same time. Um, what else do we have that's, that's nonsense? Um, you know, we got. I think that's the biggest nonsense. Yeah, is that, that and, and the wizard. wizard and and then just in general, what exactly are they yeah, doing? Yeah, and you know? like the, sh I don't want to say that the sheer amount of travel they do is nonsense because there are a lot of people who travel all the time. Yeah, but there has to be a why and there has to be a how. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so my first thought <laughs> when I was thinking about it, and this is not the answer. Okay. This was my first, like, what would a funny idea be? And I was like, they're just millennials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah they're just dressing the way that, that the kids dress these days. Yeah, and they just get all of their friends to, like, kickstart their trips around Europe and yeah. stuff like that. I have friends that do that on Facebook. How do you feel that millennials aren't even young anymore? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, millennials is a gigantic group. Of people. Yeah, and it's they're like all old. <laughs> 15, 20 year spread. It's ridiculous. I'm yeah. towards the bottom of the millennial. You're towards the bottom, but you're not even like at the bottom. Not yet. Like 19 year olds are millennials. 18 year olds are millennials. Yeah, old people. Right. Old people. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too big a, a spread when you have like 18 to 35 year olds you know, yeah. like that those demographics have nothing in common um, anyway yeah. that was my first idea mm. that doesn't uh, explain the wizard or the different time period thing no yeah so that doesn't yeah, it could be part of it doesn't really hold too much water that's true um, it does explain the dog <laughs> <laughs> you're right got, glad we got that one over yeah. with I was like, man, how did they get, get the hands a on a dog? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> it makes no sense. How did they get this dog? <laughs> how did they get clothes on it? <laughs> millennials. Millennials. That's the answer. Oh, man. We can say it because we're so millennials. Dumb, yeah. <laughs> and we're not being condescending. Yep. We're being self-deprecating. It's different. Yeah. Self-condescending. Self <laughs> Self-condescent. <laughs> That's a good term. Yeah. Um, uh, what do you yeah. What do you got? Okay. Um, so wizards obviously aren't real. Right. No one. No one in real life is a wizard. Right. Uh, as far as you know, time travel is not real. Yes. So and living forever isn't real. We know that we see these characters in different time periods. Right. Mm -hmm. We'll get back to the wizard. Let's talk about the time period. So I, the way I see it, there's only two options. Either A, they're not really in these time periods. They're just in sort of these elaborately staged look-alike things for whatever reason. Or, and B, this is sort of an exciting possibility. When we see Waldo, it's not always the same Waldo. 
Waldo is not a person. He's a role to be filled within this group that has existed over years and years and years. I think that's 100% absolutely true. Yeah. Just like, um, you know, the Pope. Right, it's exactly. not always the same Pope. Exactly, Pope, good, yeah. He always has the same outfit on. Right. He doesn't always look exactly the same, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel like if you looked at a whole bunch of pictures of popes on the wall yeah. <laughs> if you just look at a bunch of popes <laughs> they wouldn't look that different right especially with their get up on. yeah it's a bunch of old catholic guys yeah, old white catholic guys yes yeah. every pope pretty much yeah yeah so i think that is definitely true it's a role a station. right right and the outfit makes it so that he doesn't have to look too much of a certain way mm-hmm. you know it covers up most of the features of the person. Yeah, his arms, legs. Yeah. Yeah, he even face. has a hat on. Doesn't he, he wears glasses, doesn't he? Wears glasses. Yeah. yeah, it really covers a lot of bases. Yep. And when um, you see him from as far away as we see him, it could right. very well be different people. and We'd have no idea. Yeah, and he travels a lot, you know, so he's not making any long-term connections with people. Right. So, that all makes sense. Yeah. And I think that that is probably true for the other people that he travels with. Yeah, I'd say that's awesome. yeah. and uh, Walda. Welda? Wanda? Wenda? Wenda. Wenda. And, I mean, Wolf is a dog, so Wolf, that's, yeah. it's not that hard. So he probably lives forever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Or they just get the same kind of dog over and over again. That's ridiculous. There's not... <laughs> no two dogs are alike, Chris. That's yeah. so offensive yeah, to yeah, me and right. who I am. A dog? Wolf. <laughs> Okay, so what does this group do? Good um, question. Let's look at the let's look at the clues. So we've got so they all have a uniform, right? They all travel a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they lose things. They lose everywhere things everywhere they go, and they have things that they bring everywhere. Yeah, like keys. We know. Yeah, those are pretty typical though. One key in particular. It's his, sort of his key. It's like yeah. a big key, right? And it's very. Perhaps um, he's the keeper of something important. The keeper of something important. Yeah, that's what that's what I think. And he's doing just an awful job of it. Because he keeps losing the key. Just <laughs> generation after generation. Yeah. They keep <laughs> picking the wrong people for these jobs. Yeah. Maybe it's like a like a, a familial line. Yeah, maybe. You know, like Waldo to Waldo. Yeah. Waldo the tenth or something. Waldo the tenth, right. Um <laughs> <laughs> so they have these items, they lose them, they all dress the same, they travel a lot. My my first thought is that they're like some kind of missionaries or recruiters. Some, some sort of, yeah, something like that. I think a religion or something like a religion is yeah. definitely uh, something that we get the idea of if we look at, you know, the fact that they wear these outfits and... Mm-hmm. The people like his roles. It's like the Pope, like you said. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's like a bunch. Like of... what other groups of people have? You know that sort of uniform, and they travel around. So right. Much, you know? Yeah, and the like the fact it that's a uniform that could you know that could be like a performance group or something. You know. That's true. So I'd say, but it's something ritualistic. Right, because again, we see this happen throughout history. Right, exactly. It can't. It can't just be like a performance. Trip. Right, it could be some, you know, like a very far out there version of the Blue Man Group. You know, that's dedicated through all because of those that years. that's what the Blue Man Group is. Is like is new people become these faceless, you know, yeah, blue people. 
I guess it could be. Yeah. I guess it could be. But I, I definitely, whatever it is, it's something ritualistic, something that probably has a lot of money behind it. A, because it can last as long as it has. Mm-hmm. And B, because they just, they're able to travel, travel everywhere all the time. Yeah. Um, so it seems to me that that might give us an explanation for the wizard. Right. And what the wizard is. Exactly. Um, yeah, he's definitely some kind of leader of okay. this of this group. Yeah. You know, whatever the group could be. Right, right. Okay. So we've got... So Waldo's not the, the leader. But no, he's, he's he, important. He's the poster boy. The poster boy. Ah, right. yeah. The ambassador. Right. Oh, okay. So let's look at how this story is presented to us, narratively. Mm-hmm. It's sort of notes from Waldo, right? Right. Like he, like if you, wherever there is, there are things written in these stories. It's like Waldo is writing a note saying, "Okay, you got to find these things in this picture." You know. Mm-hmm. So I think I I think he's sort of the ambassador of this group, and he's writing these notes to you as the reader. To, I don't know. Get you, like maybe maybe they're not when they're losing these things, it's part of something. Because you have to find them. Yeah, maybe it's a test. Yeah, to find out who's worthy. We're, right, there we go. You know, right. So this group is not limited to this group of people. These are just sort of the like promoters of what's going on. Yeah, and, and there are probably many sets of them throughout the world at any point. Right, time. right, yeah, yeah. You know, because as much as the Greek we see travel, they don't hit the whole world. Uh-huh. So, I gotta imagine they have a very, very large network, just 24-7 yeah. doing this. Yeah, so I think your missionary idea definitely has some weight to it mm-hmm. in that they're out doing this, trying to recruit more people so that those people can do this to recruit more people, maybe. And eventually, they recruit enough people. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I guess we should come up with some idea about what this group of people is and what their goal is. Right, yeah. You know? So we got we got to have a why. Are they a religion? Are they a, <sighs> some other kind of organization, like a Freemason type Something. thing? Something. Some kind of like a, a club, a, a, a guild. A cult, perhaps? Yeah. So I I don't think... It's like they're not trying to be exclusive like the Freemasons would have been. Right, right, exactly. They're trying to actively bring as many people into their zeitgeist as possible. Correct. Um, So that's where, like, a religion makes more sense. Yeah. Um, Or maybe some type of, like, Sociopolitical, right? Some kind of political insurgent group, group yeah. Maybe that's right. been you know, like building over the course of millennia, right? Yeah. And what would they be trying to accomplish? They have this dog. I mean, I imagine their goal isn't to try to get all dogs to wear striped clothing. But if it, but what if it is? They've could be. on their way to succeeding. They are. They're getting there. Like, way more than they were back in Roman times. You're right. You're right. Maybe that's it. If that's it, kudos to them. 
They've been doing a good job. Yeah. It seems like a lot of work for just that, though. I don't think that's it, but... Yeah, yeah. It doesn't... The the reward does not seem to uh, add up to the investment. Right. So, so what else are they trying to do here? Um, let's see, let's see. Let's look at the clues. What are they, what are their things that they have? They have a key. Mm -hmm. They have a camera. Right. They have binoculars. Binoculars. And Oddwall is the one, Oddwall, I did it again. He's the one who has these binoculars. And he's sort of the reverse version of the key guy, who's Waldo. Right. Who's the poster boy. So the key is what you want. You want to have the key. Uh -huh. And then Odd Law represents sort of the, not the bad guy, but sort of like the, you don't want to be that. You don't want to be the outsider looking in with right. your binoculars. Right. Waldo has access. Right. Odd Law is just looking on the outside. Right. And you want to, you want to get in there. And he's probably imperative for the team because he's more, <clears throat> he probably lives in this outside role and brings more people into the fold. Right, right, yeah. You know, he's that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, that still doesn't bring us to what they're doing. What do you access? What could the stripes mean? Let, let's think about the stripes. Maybe let's the stripes are symbolic. about the symbolic. stripes. Red and white. So those are... Red and white stripes are the colors of America. You're right. It is an English published novel. Uh -huh. Novel. Novel, Series. Yeah. Um, Where's Waldo novel? It's a good idea. That is a really good idea. Yeah, sort of the backstory. Maybe. <laughs> what if it... Okay, what if this is a group... So, like... I was gonna say, America... Wins its independence in the 1700s, and they're not happy enough with that. They want to pursue the same kind of imperialism that England did. Yeah. Talking a lot about imperialism in the last Talking few episodes. Yeah. Um, but they need to do it in a more subversive way. Right, right. They want people to join in on this red and white stripe empire is what you were thinking. Yeah. So that's kind of like what they're doing. They're bringing people into the the... American fold. Yeah. And I think if we look like through a lot of the 20th century, on the world stage, America was the most powerful country. Yeah. So I think in a lot of ways it kind of worked. Right. Uh, the only problem with that is that it they existed before that. So maybe mm -hmm. they predate, maybe they're the first like United States of Americans. Right. And like, they had these. This is what I, that. This is this is how the American Revolution happened. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. They they've had these ideas for centuries and centuries, and it wasn't until that 1700s where they mm -hmm. really broke through in America. Shortly after that, they started breaking through in France. Right. Um, the you know the main red and white blue stripe design you yeah. know, became the symbol of America because America is what they've been pursuing. For their yeah. entire existence. I now see this as sort of like a, a political group, but also a pseudo-religious kind of group where... So I, I, what I think happened was way back when this group was founded, the first wizard guy, mm -hmm. whoever that was, sort of had this idea, this this premonition of a future 
where this revolution was going to happen. And so they they just worked and worked and and went for it and you know had probably meetings and meetups and recruitments and all meetups. that. Yeah, meetings meetup. and meetups and recruitments, yeah. <laughs> meetup.com. <laughs> yeah, it was started by yeah. Uh and all all this stuff just over the years, over the centuries until finally this, you know, quote unquote premonition this uh vision of the future came true as it eventually would have to yeah and so yeah and so here we are here we are yeah they doubled down their efforts they came out with these books yeah and they they keep trying to spread it but not in like uh let's conquer the world but let's spread these ideals yeah why you know more democratic thinking has spread throughout the entire world right you know it hasn't you know conquered in practice of course we know in the united states right um but it's something that has been moving in the right direction for a while more or less yeah so good job waldos yeah good job waldos i think we need a new moral now yeah uh do you have any thoughts on that yeah um perseverance 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 right if you try something for literal centuries yep you'll you'll make it happen you will make it happen i'll say even a broken clock is right twice a day yeah you know exactly if you yeah anything everything will happen eventually <laughs> so, like the monkey with the typewriter thing exactly the monkey wait, with the typewriter wait but doesn't that mean that they're they're does that discredit their efforts and oh no i'm talking about i'm talking about the premonition oh the premonition yeah oh okay okay okay. sort of you you can (sighs) i don't don't, you know what i mean i know what you mean yeah it's it what once was a delusion is now is now real yeah just like if the clock said six it would be wrong but eventually it would be right exactly all it needs is time right All right, thanks for listening to No Nonsense Storytime. I've been Chris Panico. And I have been Robert Halpin. We will continue to be those people for as long <laughs> as we we can. As long as we can. As long as we can. Um, <laughs> tune in next week for the beginning of our October creepy stories. Creepy, spooky stories. Ooh. Ooh, scary ghost. Yeah. We're going to be starting off with uh, the classic fairy tale, Hansel and Gretel. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you all have any suggestions, feel free to email us at yeah. nononsensestorytime at gmail.com. Yes, we pick these books just every week. So if you think of a good, scary Halloween book you want the nonsense taken out of, let us know real quick. Yeah. We have some ideas, but we could always use more. Yeah, We're also accepting challenges since um, we oh, yes. conquered Where's Waldo. Yes, Where's Waldo. That that was the challenge. We did it. Good Night Moon was a tough one, too. Good Night Moon was real hard. <laughs> so if you have anything more difficult than that, lay it on us. Yes. I like that. I like the idea of challenges. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, check us out um, on Facebook. And as a last note, we won't be here next week, because I'll be away. But we'll be back if right after The that. week after that. That's when we're going to be doing Hansel. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Good night. Good night. <laughs>